Hey, folks, we're doing a contest with our friends at Balsamic. Go to megamaker.co slash dream small for more info. You only have till April 9th. Do it fast. I'm a bad product person. This is Mega Maker, episode 17. Ah. Welcome back. <laughs> you know, I was just re-listening to the last episode I released, episode 16, and it reminded me about the importance of having to ship. You know, the thing about podcasts is they usually come out on the same day and um, every week, and that kind of forces you to put things out into the world even when they feel not done. And there are so many parts of that short little episode, it's 15 minutes, that I was like, oh, I'd do that differently, and oh, I could have tweaked that. And But at the end of the day, if I tweaked things forever, you would never get to listen to the show. And you might even feel that sometimes listening. You might be like, man, why did he, you know, why did he, voice filters is a big one. Why did he put that voice filter on there? Why was his Easter egg at the end not very funny? <laughs> but... At the end of the day, I have to ship, and I can identify in a small way with, uh, you know, folks at Saturday Night Live or, you know, whoever has to do something on a regular basis, uh, put out new things on a regular basis. Man, it's hard because uh, you have no choice but to ship. And really, that's what I like about it. We can't, as creative people, just keep tinkering forever. Eventually, you got to do some work and you got to put it out. Uh, I get asked all the time um, by people, how do I get so much stuff done? And first of all, (laughs) you don't want to look at my life for any sort of advice because I am an absolute spaz. Uh, But the one thing I think I do do well is I give myself deadlines when when I'm doing well. I give myself deadlines and I just force myself to ship and... That was something I had to learn. I haven't always been good at that, but I am willing to sacrifice some perfection in exchange for getting things out there. Now, let's get back to our story. Last episode, I introduced you to my friend Marty. Marty lives here in Vernon, British Columbia. Uh, I found him because when I moved here, I didn't know if there was any other tech workers here. It's a small town in the interior of British Columbia. And I found him, I think I was searching Stack Overflow. And I reached out and we ended up going out for drinks and hit it off. We just became good friends. And I don't know if you have friends like this, but when makers get together, when people that like to create stuff get together, one of the topics that usually comes up is, hey, why don't you and I make something together? And so Marty and I tried that a few times. And we could never quite get, you know, something rolling. And part of it was because we we just hadn't found the right idea. And finally, I just got sick of that. And I said, Marty, let's just do the exact opposite of what I usually advise, which is if you're building especially a 
product to start with a group of people, investigate what they need, and then build to meet that need. And I said, let's just not do that. Let's just find an something interesting technology or something that we're interested in making and just build that. And so the result of that was network effects, networkeffects.me. And initially we thought it would be a web app that would notify you by text message, email, or Slack if your website landed on Reddit or Hacker News. So we built that and launched it, and it just kind of sat dormant for a while. So finally, Marty and I got together beginning of last month, and we sat down at a coffee shop and said, okay, we got to decide what we're going to do with this. And our goal was, okay, let's get some paying customers. So the other part we need to think about is that at the end of this month is kind of evaluation time. Because if we feel like we didn't get any paying customers or it was too hard to get paying customers. So in some ways I think we'll have like an evaluation at the end of this month and then another evaluation 30 days after that to say, did any of those people convert? And I mean, the the hard part is that we have to be willing to say, okay, well, it's not going to work like this or we got to stop working on this and pick, you know, something else. So, I I mean, I think that's the other kind of, uh, when we talk about, I don't know, just hard truths. Yep. When do we give up? When do we give up? At what point do we throw in the towel? And this pickle of not knowing exactly who the customer was came up over and over again as we were discussing which way to take the product. It came up in every phone call. You think our target audience won't know what Slack is? Well, it all depends. I mean, this is the part that I thought we would talk about after, which has been my whole fear with this has always been I don't really know who the customer is. It's like the exact position I don't normally like to be in. <laughs> Can you read your own book? I, I, I need to read my own book. I mean, I think that's what's interesting about this is we started this as like a side project and then the, we, we got some immediate feedback when we launched it a year and a half ago or whatever and had people using it. We had people saying, oh, you know, I kind of like this part and this part. But now I think that we've been kind of building the tech. It's like, I don't have a really great idea of who the customer is. And yeah, it definitely scares me. I'm going to get back to the story in just a second, but first I want to tell you about Peldy, my friend Peldy, and his team at Balsamic. Um, if you don't know, uh, they are sponsoring this entire month of Mega Maker. And uh, by the way, I would love it if you went on Twitter and just thanked them. Uh, Peldy is at Peldy, I think, P-E-L-D-I, and I believe it's at Balsamic as well. But Balsamic is what people call a low-fidelity wireframing tool. And basically, it's like sketching on a notepad or a whiteboard, but on the computer. And the idea is to put the structure of your user interface ideas for web apps and mobile apps, websites, onto paper before you start coding and sweating the details like you might in Photoshop. The best part is you don't need to be a designer. I used this all the time when I was a product manager, and I've been using it with network effects and these other apps I've been designing for the season of Mega Maker. 
And the folks at Balsamic have given us an amazing deal. You can try it for free at balsamic.com. But if you use the code MEGAMAKER, you get $10 off the desktop version of Balsamic. They also have a web app. But $10 off if you use the code MEGAMAKER. That expires May 1st. And that's one of the best deals I've ever seen on Balsamic. So go to balsamic.com, download it, and then use the code MEGAMAKER. And we have a contest going on right now. Go to megamaker.co slash dream small. All right, back to the story. So Marty and I knew we had to change this app. Uh, we didn't want it to be a notification app anymore. We wanted it to be a communications app. In the early testing a year and a half ago, that was the piece that people really grabbed onto. And in particular, they were interested in this idea of building SMS lists in the same way that you would for an email newsletter. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I've been using this for MegaMaker. If you text 424-247-5762, then you get on the MegaMaker list, and I've been sending these secret maker missions to that list, as well as little announcements. And you can text me back at that number, and it shows up in my Slack chat, and uh, someone today said, uh, man, I love these texts. I just passed my phone around to everyone in my office to show them. So people have been really digging it. It's an interesting way to communicate with an audience. And we've decided we were going to build network effects around that idea and especially the Slack integration. So instead of launching this app as networkeffects.me, we decided to launch it as a Slack integration called Text Me Slacker. And that's how we submitted it to Product Hunt, which is kind of a daily list of new products and people can upvote them. And I thought that a Slack integration would do really well there. The other thing we did was we decided to launch with a $9 trial. A lot of software has a free trial, uh, like Balsamic that I just mentioned. But because we need to pay for a custom SMS number every time someone signs up, um, and we have to pay for the outgoing messages and the incoming messages, we really wanted to at least cover our costs. And if you'll remember, we wanted to prove that people would pay for this. What happens with that $9 payment? Does it expire? So basically, it's a one-time payment. Just fires off once when you submit it, mm -hmm. but we have your Stripe token now, so we can do more payments in the future. So here was the plan. Launch this Slack integration on Product Hunt, see if anybody signed up for the $9 trial, and then basically ask them why they signed up, what they were hoping to use network effects for, and if there was anything else we could do to help them. Okay, so what happened? Well, here's the phone call from the day after the launch. What's going on? Well, we launched. We launched? Holy crap. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> and uh, we got a couple paying customers. A couple paying customers. So we reached our goal. We reached our goal. What we do you think of that? Well, maybe we should have made our goal to get... 3,000 paying customers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next goal, I think. So out of 840 visitors from Product Hunt, four people went through the process of signing up, choosing a custom number, and paying us nine real American dollars. 
Oh, wait a second. Not four. One of those people was me testing it out. Three. So three people decided to go through the process. And now I have some work to do. Basically, I've reached out to them and asked them those questions. Why, are you, why did you sign up? What are you hoping to accomplish with this? And how can we help you? And I'm looking to see if there's any sort of trends in terms of the kinds of people that are signing up and the kinds of things that they want to do. Because once I figure out that, I can figure out how hard is it to get those customers? Is there more customers like that? Is there any good channels to reach customers like that? We also have a waiting list of 150 people I need to contact. So the next phase is really research, figuring out who paid, why did they pay, and do we want to be in this business? Now, we're actually going to try something else at the same time. You see, Marty's basically done programming. Most of the features for network effects are done. And so while I'm out busy doing all this customer research, Marty is going to start building something new. And we are going to test how that launch goes up against how this launch goes. And that's a perspective you often don't get to see. Usually you work on one thing and you launch it and you have nothing else to compare it to. But we have this other idea. And while we're still definitely interested in pursuing network effects, especially if we find some customers that are really eager and we really like being in that business, but we also want to test out something else at the same time. And I'm going to tell you more about that next episode. You can find all the show notes for this episode at megamaker.co slash 17. Also remember to go to megamaker.co slash dream small and enter the contest. Our show's theme song is provided by striker-metal.com and our podcast is hosted at simplecast.fm. If you want to reach out and chat with me on Twitter, I'm the letter M, the letter I, and Justin. If you want to see all the things I'm building this year, go to megamaker.co slash list. And if you want to join the Maker Challenge, it's megamaker.co slash challenge. That's it, folks. I will see you on Saturday.